What is up, Fight fans? It is episode 126 of the Fight Library. It's the Monday morning drive to work. Uh, we are talking UFC 251 Aftermath. And I am your host, Blaine Henry. And we will be diving into some of my fighters that I liked uh, from last weekend's card. And we'll be looking forward to what's next on Wednesday night. So we'll do an extra version of the drive to work on Thursday because of the Wednesday night card. So that'll be fun. And we'll look forward to the next card on Saturday. So uh, before we get into the episode, please drop a sub, drop a review. It is great for the channel. I would greatly appreciate it. And you guys are awesome. Drop me five stars on iTunes too while you're at it. Who knows? I could use that as well. iTunes algorithms are weird. Anyhow, so let's go ahead and play some rock and roll music. And then we'll be back. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to start pretty high on the card here. Um, Jerry Prochaska, however you say his last name. I'm a casual, so I don't know how to say his name. But he fights so weird. Um, I've never really watched Jerry fight. I knew he was good. I've seen some highlights of him. But, man, is he weird. He took on Vulcan Ozdemir. He's a former Ryzen champion uh, at light heavyweight. His last win in Ryzen was over CB Dalloway. So he beat a UFC guy and was like, hey, yo, I need to go to the UFC and do this again. So he jumped right into the fire and took on seventh-ranked Vulcan Ozdemir. Vulcan, we all know, has pop in his hands, but has struggled ever since losing to Daniel Cormier. He's had some tough losses. He was gifted a win against Alexander Rakic. And, yeah, so he jumped into the fire. Um, and for Jerry, this is a very, very... Uh, it was a gamble, honestly, but the way he fights at a uh, UFC way. He fights with his hands down and his chin forward, which is prime for Vulcan Ozdemir to come over and uh, put him down out of his misery. Well, that didn't happen. Um, Vulcan did get some good shots on him, but nothing that really put him down. He, he, he was very, very awkward. He, um, you know, he didn't... He, he's just different for the division. It's odd. I enjoyed watching it, though. He was he was twitchy. He was leaning over. It was weird. It was weird to watch. And if you go back and watch that fight again, you'll see just how odd he fights. Um, it worked, though, because in round two, very early on, less than a minute in, he comes with a giant overhand. Not an overhand. I'm sorry. It was a one-two. Right on the chin of Vulcan Ozdemir. And knocked Vulcan Ozdemir out for the first time ever in his life. Vulcan seems to be in good spirits on um, Instagram. He said it was a great knockout. First time he's ever been finished. But he's in good spirits. Um, so my next question is, did Vulcan Ozdemir get plugs? Because he's always been, like, bald bald. You know what I mean? Anyway, so... <laughs> sorry, Vulcan. I don't mean to insult you. But the hair looks good, bro. I agree. It, I, I think it, it looks great. So... Yeah, um, anyway, so yeah, Vulcan Ozdemir, he'll be back to the drawing board. But Yuri called out Johnny Walker. Um, I don't know if I like that fight for him. He just beat the seventh-ranked guy, and Johnny Walker's ranked like 14th. So he's fighting down. But he could also be working on 
getting um, another UFC name under his belt before making a run at the title. So I can kind of see where they're going with that. And, uh, you know, he, if he can beat Johnny Walker. Now, that is a dangerous fight as well with how he fights. Johnny's super explosive, even more explosive than Vulcan. But if he beats Johnny Walker, that's another top 15 win for him. Two in his first two UFC fights. That's a fantastic beginning for, for Jiri. So, uh, I like that. But really, I'd like to see him make a quick run at the title. His awkward style would be very, very interesting for some of the top matchups in the light heavyweight division. Um, I'd like to see him take on the winner of uh, Anthony Smith and Alexander Rakic. I'm real big on Alexander, and him and Yuri would be a great prospect fight. Anthony Smith's durable, so that would be a good opportunity to see just uh, how ready he is for the top of the division. And it would be a great opportunity to have him fight somebody that is uh, that has t- fought for a world title in the light heavyweight division. Let's go ahead and move up to the the, the prelim, uh, not the prelims, the main card. First fight on the card was Amanda Hibas and Paige Van Zandt, and I think there was some nefarious matchmaking there, if we want to be honest. Um, Paige Van Zandt uh, famously said on Era Hawani show that she makes more money on Instagram. And yes, that's very cool. She makes a lot of money, but the UFC doesn't pay her. Why fight if you're not getting paid what you're worth? I agree with Paige there, very much so. So she wants to fight out her contract and test free agent waters. I think she ends up in Bellator after this. Um, but as far as, we'll talk about that in a second here. The matchmaking, um, UFC wants Paige Vincent. She does bring eyes. Uh, I'll put this link to this article in the, uh, in the description of the show. Um, Paige Vincent increases viewership by about 36.37% which is a pretty big margin. I did the MMA mathematics on it, and you can catch that in the description. I will make sure that's there. So UFC wants to sign her, but they don't want to pay her a lot of money. So it's kind of like a business thing, which, you know, the UFC really is. People give them flack for being a business, but that's what they are. They're a business. So they matched up Paige against somebody she shouldn't be fighting, Amanda Hebus. And Amanda went in there and made quick work of uh, Paige, and yeah now her value in free agency is kind of in the toilet because she's won one fight in her last three or whatever it is uh that was that rachel ostovich win she lost to michelle waterson uh now to ahivas so it'll be interesting to see where she lands up like i said austin veniford her husband fights in bellator uh i think she ends up there but there's also one championship who's very keen on building their fighters off the backs of former ufc fighters look at uh eddie alvarez and um when he lost to timothy Nastyukin, and then also sage northcutt lost to uh cosmo alexandra so i can see one making an offer i don't know if she'll take that one that's a tough one um pfl is your other option there that a million dollar tournament is a big deal um and if she wants to get paid there's no other better way to get paid than a million dollar tournament uh, the PFL did a, a division all around Kayla Harrison, uh, got her paid a million dollars, and I think they can do the same for Paige Van Zandt if they come back. Paige doesn't fight often, so I don't know if she'll take that. Um, I don't know if she's wanting to fight often or not, or if she's able to with her injuries. So, yeah, next fight on the card. We're going to move on. Amanda did great. We're, I'm not really a, 
a, a topic there. She has a long way to go. But I'm going to move up to Rose Namajunas and Jessica Andrade. Namajunas exacted revenge on Andrade after getting Hulk smashed on her head uh, in her their last fight, her last fight. And uh, it was just really, I, I enjoy watching Rose fight. I don't like listening to Rose talk. I'm not a big fan of that. But she's a fantastic fighter. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching her. Her footwork's great. Rose is a very good fighter, not just for a woman. A woman. She's a very good, technically sound fighter. She creates angles with her footwork. She has really good and crisp hands. Her striking's always good. Uh, you can tell she's been off for a while, though, especially with uh, the third round against Andrade. She was a little more um, tired. Remember, her five-round war with Joanna. That was a really uh, a grueling fight. Joanna took it the distance, and they handed Paige, not Paige, geez, they handed uh, Rose the, the decision. Andrade came in. She made some really good adjustments in this fight. Uh, she remembers that that Nama Yunus was piecing her apart because uh, she kept her head on the center line. And uh, Nama Yunus, I mean, Andrade, I can't get my words straight this Monday morning. Yo, oh Lord. I can't even say that not right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so she came in. She had some really good head movement. It was kind of default head movement, kind of. I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to do, not reacting to Nama Yunus's punches. But at the same time, she did well. She uh, took it the distance. She didn't get destroyed, but she lost the fight. So now Nama Yunus is on a not Nama Yunus. Jeez, I can't get my words right. Now, Andrade is on a two-fight losing streak after losing her belt to Wiley Zhang. Um, she has a long way to go, and, you know, she can make it back. Uh, I'd like to see her fight Joanna next, though. Joanna and Jacek would be a really fun rematch. Uh, remember that that fight, it was a good fight, and Andrade had Joanna hurt at one point in time in that fight. I don't remember what round it was. I didn't get a chance to go back and review the fight. But it would be a good time to run that back because Joanna's down and out too let's be honest she's not a champion caliber fighter anymore um just the game's passed her up you know uh she had the really good fight with wiley zhang but i don't think it'll be good the second time around zhang is notoriously good at making adjustments and she'll do that so uh rose it's time for her to get a title shot again her and Wiley is absolutely the fight to make. That's going to be a banger. Wiley wants it. I'm sure Rose will want it unless she wants another uh, camp. Uh, who knows at this point, honestly. Uh, Rose does what she wants. And, I mean, she can. She can afford that. She was champion. She made some good money. Um, yeah. So, that'll be an interesting fight to make. Now, we're moving on to the title fights. Uh, Petter Yen and Jose Aldo. That was a pretty good fight. That was probably the best of the three title fights, if we're being honest. Jose Aldo um, proved a lot of people wrong again at Bantamweight. He made weight great, and he looked good in the beginning. Um, you know, he had Yan hurt, and at one point I even said, this fight's over. I thought Yan was done. I think that was round two, round three. And I was like, wow, Jose Aldo's about to be the second champion. It didn't happen. Um, kind of hurts my heart because I love Jose Aldo. Uh, but I also love Petter Yan, um, and Petter Yan got in, and he fought a very tough, big Jose Aldo. He's never fought anybody as big as Jose Aldo, and the striking of Jose Aldo was better than anything he's ever fought, and it's probably better than anything he will ever fight. So 
Um, Aldo, I'd like to see him fight Dominic Cruz next, but I don't want him to fight Dominic Cruz at 135. I want him to fight him at 145, kind of like Cowboy and Cerrone did in their fight uh, at UFC 246. Just uh, We're doing a lightweight fight minus the uh, weight cut. So let me see that. That would be a good fight. If not, I don't want him to go back to Bantamweight. I don't think he has anything left at Bantamweight. Um, let's see him fight... Uh, Josh Emmett, actually, is what I said in the article that comes out after this podcast. So, yeah, I like Josh Emmett for Aldo. That's a good fight for Emmett, too. Uh, yeah. Next fight, Alexander Volkanovsky. Oh, wait, no, go back, Blaine. Petter Yan's fighting Aljamain Sterling. Uh, let's be honest. Yan and Sterling are, are, are destined. Um, Yan's probably going to get some time off. Sterling should not take a fight. Don't don't be like Tony Ferguson and miss your opportunity at a title because you like to fight. Um, and, you know, Sterling, he had some time off before he beat Corey in his last fight. I'm sure he'll take a little bit more time off and get his title shot. That's what's deserving. So, yeah, let's do that. Rob, bro, that's just because you like Max Holloway. Alexander Volkanovsky won that fight. Third round is what it came down to. Max had knockdowns in rounds one and two. Volk had takedowns in rounds three and four. I mean, four and five. So round three, I thought Volkanovsky got the better of Max. He got the better of the exchanges. And yeah, he fought great. And Max fought well. He fought better than the first time. Uh, He wasn't as beat up. And, you know, Max is going to cry about him being the winner, even though he, you know, lost that fight. I don't care what you think. Whoever the judges say is who is the winner. That's plain and simple. I didn't think that was that hard to understand. Regardless, you know, Max still is a great fighter. I think the featherweight division is kind of lopsided right now, though, with Max Holloway and Balkanowski. I see those two guys, and I don't see anybody outside of maybe, 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 a big maybe, Calvin Cater. Um, Zabit's the next guy for Volkanovski, and Zabit doesn't have a gas tank, where Volkanovski has a very good gas tank. He has one just as good, if not better, than Holloway. Um, and Zabit got drugged into deep waters in three-round fights against Calvin Cater and Jeremy Stevens, who doesn't have the greatest gas tank. Although, if you listen to the Prime Hall podcast, um, Jeremy Stevens trains at deep-end fitness, so his gas tank is getting better. But that said, I don't see Zabit being the man to dethrone uh, Volkanovski, I you know, there's a lot of hype behind him because of the Russia sensation, but I don't see him winning that fight. Max Holloway needs to go in and win some fights. Uh, there's a long title run for him. He's got a lot of work to do. I uh, feel bad. I like Max. I like watching him fight, but I don't think any of those two guys can 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 beat be beat by anybody in the featherweight division sans Calvin Cater. And I don't know if Calvin Cater can beat Max Holloway. So you know what we do? We let him fight. Let's go ahead and move on to the main event. Um, everybody was so bored with the main event, and I was too. This is no um, no slight towards Kamara Usman. He's a fantastic, great fighter. The dude's so incredibly effective that it's boring. Uh, but he got the job done against Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal came in, and everybody's like, oh, he won the first round. Bro, he hit him a couple times and got taken down. Um, and then he hammer fist from the bottom, which does nothing. Uh, Usman dominated that fight. Let's be honest. He 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 leaned on him and, and did just enough work to keep him, uh, keep the judges off of, keep the work up, bro. So I, I like what I saw from Usman, even though I don't like it because it's boring. But Kamar Usman's very, very good. Usman 
he's just effective. That's all you can say. You know, he's not he's not the most exciting fighter. He's not going to come out. And somebody on Twitter said that's Robbie Lawler's to blame because he was such a violent fighter. But, I mean, Robbie hadn't been champ for a long time. Woodley dethroned him, and Woodley was pretty boring too. Let's not forget the Stephen Thompson and Damian Maya fights. Uh, you know, Darren Till was one of the only exciting fights that Woodley had and the, the capturing of the belt in his championship reign. I don't, I don't see, you know, the, the hate towards Usman. I, I get it, but I'm not going to be the one to like, oh, he sucks because he's a crotch sniffer and yada yada. That doesn't matter. Jorge Masvidal got destroyed. So what's next for Masvidal? Well, there's Colby Covington. Colby's not going to get a title fight shot uh, because there's too many people in line at welterweight, and he just got knocked out by the champ. So Jorge and Colby obviously has that history at ATT. They don't like each other. Um, so I'd be I'd be keen on watching that uh, take place. That'd be a fun fight to see. Uh, if not, let's run it back with Nate Diaz, even though that fight doesn't really need to happen because Masvidal looked invincible against Nate. Um, that's why everybody thinks he's so good because he 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 used a little bit of footwork against the stagnant Nate Diaz who just stands in the pocket and throws. But you know what? Let's make money. Let's do a spectacle. Usman, there's two fights for him. Gilbert Burns, which is the one that probably will happen and should happen. And then there's Leon Edwards. Um, I, those two fights are both, you know, great. And if given the choice, I'm taking Gilbert Burns. Leon already lost to Usman, but that was his second UFC fight. I would still like to see that fight eventually, but I don't think now's the time. I think Gilbert Burns earned his earned his opportunity. He was about to have this fight, and he got sick with COVID. Go figure. Anyways, guys, that's it for the Monday morning drive to work. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. A word from our quick little sponsors, and we'll be back. Thanks again to everyone who listened to this episode. Please drop a sub and a review on your podcast um, app. It is great for the channel. You can also follow us on social media, Blaine Henry TFL and Fight Library underscore on Twitter. Instagram, you can follow us at Fight Library News for all, everything except for boxing, which is TFL Boxing. YouTube, the Fight Library. Facebook, the Fight Library. And the Fight Library Boxing. Twitch, Fight Library. Also, check out the website, fight-library.com, where we post more than just what you hear here. Um, We have interviews from everywhere around the world in many different languages, so you can get the best martial arts in the world. Also, don't forget to check out Swamp Stank, the best band in the world. Their new EP is out. They graduated from a single to EP. Their new EP, Swamp Stank, self-titled, is out on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to music. Anyways, thank you all for listening. I'm out. Later.